We dedicate this season to friend of the pod, Christian Salisbury, a life and talent taken from the herd way too early. He will be remembered for his speed and agility, but most of all, his smile and infectious enthusiasm. If you're able, go to the link in the description and donate to the Christian Salisbury Memorial Fund and help more kids like Christian find their way to professional football. Carry that rock in peace, my friend. You will be missed. Huddle up, it's the Turf District Podcast. Welcome back to the Turf District where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we're a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and it is Turf District Tuesdays uh, as we get together once again and for the last time of Season 9 of the podcast. Uh, if you've joined us on YouTube, or if you've joined us uh, by downloading, or if you're joining us on Edmonton Sports Talk Radio, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, spend some time with us and talk some football. Uh, we have an amazing guest for you guys tonight, but before we get started, uh, I do want to do a couple of quick shout-outs. Uh, one, to our friends over at the Mouchoir podcast that have wrapped up their uh, podcast and um, they did a great job over so many years. Michaela and Janine, uh, always part of our football family and uh, we will miss you on the airwaves, but we will see you when we come to Ottawa or when you come to Edmonton to join us at their tailgate. We would love to have you, uh, but uh, amazing work for that many years and someone else will pick up the torch uh, on the red black side, I am sure. Uh, the other thing, of course, is uh, you saw the dedication off the top of the show, and, and today would have been Christian's 26th birthday, and so we want to send our thoughts and prayers out to Mama Sauls. Uh, we're thinking of you, Melissa, and uh, we know it's a really tough day, and of course, Christian's always in our thoughts, and, and even more so today. Uh, now, let's, let's bring it up a little bit by bringing in the one and only super fan, Mike. There we are. Got the, the Jantlers going. Oh, got them going. I know. <laughs> I can subscribe. Look at, I tell you, I think, do you have like a wider camera view too? Because I can see like all the footballs. It's so nice. Oh, really? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's lovely. I love that. Yeah, look at you. Yeah, yeah I just must up. have zoomed out. I updated the camera, so. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, looks lovely. Well, thank <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> How have you been, man? Good. Uh, it's been busy, busy. Lots of... Um, Lots of stuff going on at work and everything else. And uh, it's just not been quite the same since Grey Cup. So no CFL football to talk about. NFL is great. I love football of all types. But yep. with the U of A being done and the Huskies and Wildcats and obviously the Elks, it's just not the same watching the NFL stuff. So um, it's good. It keeps me sort of out of trouble. But, um, you know, I'm always <laughs> glad when we get some podcast Tuesdays so that we can uh, talk about, you know, the best team that means that the hunt is on at this point that's what you're saying is you have more time for hunting for stuff well you know i guess we'll see how the horde and tell that's right 
<laughs> Excellent. Um, all right. We have a very special guest this evening. Very super much. Fan. Um, first time we've had him on the show. Uh, and uh, we're very happy that he is uh, back in green and gold, gold to help us out uh, as we go through this time. Um, so he is now... I guess we say interim president, uh, one Rick Lollisher. Thank you for joining us, sir. Well, pleased to be here. Um, now, I, I kind of asked you this beforehand, but uh, have you already changed the business cards to say interim-ish uh, resident, <laughs> or is it just uh, <laughs> is it just, just sticking with the interim for now? I'm a real techie now. I've got a card in my wallet that everybody can just take a picture of, and it converts to contact right away so i don't even carry cards anymore oh oh i love actually somebody else pulled that out for me the other day and i you just scan the qr code and ta-da have the full contact that was uh yeah that's a, that's amazing um now it's been quite the four months for you <laughs> since you rejoined the team um I'm sure you had a, kind of an inkling of what you were kind of walking into in August, but uh, tell us what uh, drew you back to uh, helping the team out again in the president role. Well, I, I go back a long ways with uh, the Eskimos and Green and Gold. Um, the I retired in 2012 uh, because of a health issue and um, then got back into the Alliance with a, kind of a weird call from Wally Bono and then David Really, and and I, I guess I've been around the CFL so long. Um, I I went out there for a two-year commitment and stayed five, <laughs> and so I was retired again. And uh, you know, this this thing it really came out of the blue to to me, and and uh, Joan and I talked about it, and uh, we both have, as you know, Andrew, we both have a love of football. And uh, the Green and Gold have, have been uh, such an institution in this community. And we'd moved back. Uh, we were here. And um, when, when the uh, board called, I said, well, if I can help, I'd certainly want to help and, and get this going back to where it should be going forward. That is awesome. Um, so obviously you talked about you were the team president from 2002 to 2011, the Ricky Ray years. Um, what's been now, the biggest... All, all that... <laughs> it was nine days after I retired that Ricky was traded. There you <laughs> go, right, see? Yeah. Right. So you were here for all the Ricky days. That's exactly. Good. <laughs> it's not your fault. We know. Nope, we know. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what would you say has been the biggest difference between your first tenure and this one so far? Um, well, I think everybody knows it has not been a great few years for the Elks. Uh, sort of a perfect storm in the negative of uh, between COVID and and uh, what's gone on with uh, on the field and and some significant changes at the uh, management level and the and the football level. So it's it's been a real struggle. Of so I've certainly dug into that. One of the things. If you say what's changed, I, I think Commonwealth Stadium's changed. I personally don't think that it fits anymore, uh, CFL team, and it's right. uh, it's done us very great things over the years. But it's not the model you want to go forward with in the CFL. You guys have been to some of the other stadiums, and mm -hmm. and there's a big difference. Well, Commonwealth's so great in so many ways. There's still a lot of shortfalls 
in today's marketplace. Yeah, I'm sure if you were to have a brand new team, say in Halifax, and building a stadium, you wouldn't build a, a Commonwealth-sized stadium for sure. No, absolutely. Um, so are there things that you learned from your tenure in BC that you can now use with the Elks? Yeah, I think so. I think um, one of the things I was most proud of out there that we had a very young staff and on, on game day production, I just said like, go outside the box, you guys think just don't get us in any trouble, but think outside <laughs> the box and, and whether we win or lose on the field, we want it. So every fan in that stadium walks away from there that we had a lot of fun. And I think the the crew out there really, um, met that objective and, and do a great job on the, the game day presentation. And, you know, there is an advantage when you've got an indoor stadium and the lights can go on and sure. off immediately, those sort of things. But I think we're going to see some of that in, in uh, the coming season because with by moving the, the enclosing the top deck, I think it's going to be a, a lot louder, a lot more fun in that lower bowl as we have more fans in it. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I, I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm curious, though, obviously the first time since Commonwealth is open that they're we've closed down the, the top deck. Um, wh what do you think the main kind of goal is of bringing everyone down into the lower deck? To have fun. That's fair. That's, that's <laughs> what it's all about. To, to enjoy a night out, whether it's a uh, a couple, an individual, or particular families. We're very affordable, and uh, we're going to be put a big push on having families in the stands and just have a lot of fun where at the end of the evening, win or lose, they've really enjoyed themselves and want to come back again. That That's great. Now, I, I know that there has been a lot of um, varying reports, so I'm going to ask straight from the horse's mouth. So um, how has the switch been going as far as those people that are moving down and, and, and trying to get their season seat renewals happening? Actually pretty good. The, um, it's, it's not all rosy, of course. There's, there's a number of people that have been up there for a lot of years and, and they sit or uh, there's a communities of where they sit. Uh, but overall we've, we've, uh, touch base with everybody, whether by email or, or phone message. We still haven't talked to everybody personally. What we're trying to do is is get them into seats that they're comfortable with in the lower deck. And so we're doing it one by one. And uh, we've got a lot done, but we still have more to go. And uh, they, the, we're in a position that if, if they pick a seat, and they they don't like it then we'd work with them to try to move them again to something that they're comfortable with and enjoy and actually i, I had one of uh, our former co-hosts actually josh was on the show and he was one of those guys that was up there for a long time and and he has said that his interaction with the customer service to this point has been really really great in trying to find a good spot for him and his dad and his son to be in in a space so i i i've heard that both on a personal level and and now of course from you which <laughs> which is great um and and i was hoping that it, it do you feel like that's sparking other people talking about getting season tickets because there there is going to be this atmosphere in the lower bowl yeah, we're actually, uh, I think, uh, um, as of last Friday, we're 65% ahead of our new sales. 
Oh, that's fantastic. Great. It's very good. So our new sales have been going very good. And I think um, that's created some of it is, is that uh, uh, there's not going to be as many seats available. <laughs> yeah, and, right. uh, and, and plus, I think the, the way the club finished on the field in the second half, um, while we, we didn't win all the games, it was very exciting. And uh, I think with Trey Ford, uh, he's such a tremendous athlete that, uh, he certainly can cause excitement. And, uh, we'll see what he can do next year. He's still got a lot of learning curve to go through, but sure. he's an incredible athlete. Absolutely. No question. I mean, he definitely brings people out of the seats. Um, so, I mean, I've I've certainly earned the gray that's in my beard now. <laughs> uh, I started going to the games in the club's 25th season uh, back in 74. Um, so this coming year, of course, is our 75th season. So are there any special things planned for next year that you can tell people about to, you know, get them excited for and maybe renew some tickets now? Well, the, we, we are in the planning stage of what we're going to do. We're going to try to uh, kick it off with a bang on our home opener. And uh, we'll have more to come on that in the, the first few months of next year. Awesome. Uh, we've made a budget provision for the 75th year. And I, th I think it's going to be a lot of fun to uh, be there. And, and uh, hopefully we'll have a lot of the alumni back for that uh, kickoff game to celebrate the 75th season and, and the kickoff to the uh, 24 season. Yeah. I just can't right. tell you lots of plans right now. <laughs> no doubt. Our marketing guys would not like me. No, I'm sure. <laughs> Although you can, you can see behind both Andrew and I were, uh, anytime we can find something a little something new and special, we're always excited. So <laughs> we're looking forward to it. What are you talking about? I mean, yeah, it's all, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, I know one of the things that, and you talked about bringing families, one of the things that you've already announced that you're doing for the 75th season is that uh, kids tickets are $75 for the entire season, which I think was awesome. I, I renewed mine this week. Um, and I, because I, I just finally got around to it, but uh, it was going to happen anyway. Don't worry. Uh, but uh, but I, I know when I went in and I'm like, oh, yeah, I have the two uh, kids tickets. And that, it, I mean, it made a significant difference for where I was sitting. And I thought that was a great promotion. Yeah, we really want the families there and want the kids. That's how you create the next generation of fans. I think we all know that. Yeah. I think over the years, we've maybe lost a couple generations here and there. So we want the back and we moved the, the youth ticket, as, as you said, to $75 for 10 games. Uh, pretty tough to beat uh, that is. on portability level. Yeah, no kidding. No, And if you have the kid, because it's 17 and under. So if you have that 16, 15 year old, you just come to the tailgate beforehand. They, they get totally fed and then you get to go into the game. Like it's actually a pretty cheap time for a 15 or 16 year old. Not a bad Not deal. You'd know. Uh, no, not, not that I have personal, tons of personal experience or anything. Yeah. Um, no. It beats the old knot hole gang on the 25 cent hot dog. That's very oh, true. I still love that as a kid though. <laughs> 25 cent hot dog. None of us would say no to. No, nope. yeah, none of us would say no to. Um, so uh, let's move to the latest big news. Um, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was an announcement that the board had made a special committee uh, to look at the ownership structure. Um, now, for those that 
didn't get to see the press conference. Um, tell us a bit about the reason for that committee and, and how we got to this point. Well, as everybody knows, we for 74 years, it's been somewhat of a community-owned team. A little, few different structures back in the 50s and 60s. But um, we we had a uh, what originally was called a stabilization fund that was put together, and I forget the year, oh, five. It started out with the uh, O2 Grey Cup, the profits from the Grey Cup, and then when we sold the Edmonton Trappers. Um, that created that fund, and we did some things in the community with that money, but also created the stabilization fund. And uh, for years it sat there, and, and people would ask us, what's it for? It was for a rainy day. Um, and, you know, I, I think at that time, who really expected that it was going to be pouring rain by now? But um, <laughs> yeah. the uh, um, through the number of years of, you know, not to make excuses, but we had COVID. We we had uh, each CFL team funded the Montreal Alouettes for a year. That cost money. We had uh, some coaches and general managers that were on contracts. Um, and then we went, I forget, I remember when I came back here seeing on the news how many days it was since we won a home game. And... Um, they just, it, as I said, it was a perfect negative storm. So right. we didn't have an owner that that had a bankroll or bank account. So had, we had to keep drawing from the stabilization fund. Um, and the uh, when I got there and we started to look at it, we could, it didn't take long to say, hey, this is on a trend that is very concerning. And so we're better to deal with it now than later than and just say, no, we got to throw the keys in because that's not being Edmonton and it's not being the Elks or the Eskimos. So we're addressing it now. We're looking at the different alternatives. There's there's no decision made as yet. We, uh, the, we the board appointed a special committee of which there's three board members and then two past members, uh, board members, and, and Bruce Bentley, who's a great guy, a well-known Edmontonian and is committed to this community, has been sharing it. And uh, we're in the process that uh, working through what the process will be as we look at the different alternatives. We're going to retain a, a uh, <clears throat> some, some uh, advisors and uh, come the first of the year, I think we'll be ready to proceed and and see what direct alternatives are out there. I, I can't tell you and prejudge what the decision's going to be made. It could right. be a group. It could be an individual that ends up owning the team. Uh, but to us, the biggest things are that it's uh, part of the, the Elks are part of the Edmonton and Northern Alberta community. It has to be somebody that's absolutely dedicated to football in Edmonton and the CFL and somebody with, certainly some some resource financial resources behind them because the the club has lost a lot of money and it's on a track that I think can come back but it's going to take a few years to bring that back so is, we'll just there's no time frame on this but we're dealing with it now rather than the 11th hour at the end 
Right. Uh, like you just mentioned, there's no time for it. So you're, you're saying there's no real timeline for when the decision will be made? No, there's no timeline. We're going to work through the process right. and uh, they will have the advisors on probably by the end of the year. And uh, they, as we do that, then we'll be making some announcements of, of who we've retained and, and how the process is going to go. Um, we're sort of wide open to, uh, I think, our our thinking is we're, we're not going to develop a process that says this is for sale period it's, it's we'll take what individuals or groups come forward and say hopefully they'll come forward and say well here's what we think we can do here's the resources we have for the, the it's just so many things still up in the air but but i think we're moving in the right direction so basically you're saying the timeline is when you find the right person or group that's that's the time yeah, yeah and we, we don't want to put a time frame on it because right. you know once you have a date on it then everybody's looking at that so right uh, we're moving as quickly as we can the committee's met i think five or six times already and awesome. we'll keep meeting and and uh keep going with the process through till it's whatever the recommendation of the committee to the board of directors is uh, once we're ready for that then we'll make it Outstanding. Now you've had a little experience with this, as you did in BC, <laughs> with uh, with Amar Doman coming in. So, uh, do you feel like you have some perspective actually that you can bring to this type of situation? I understand that was one owner to one owner, but this and this is a little different that way. But do you think there's some things that from that experience that you can bring to this? Yeah, I think so. I think, and, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, it really wasn't one owner to one owner. It was it was a new owner to an estate uh, that's an, true right yeah, an executor and me so they uh uh but clearly amar was a great choice out there for the right for owner sure. and we, we went through the same things the, the executor was uh totally committed to fund the lions until we found a new owner and uh we were so happy it's a i think the same types of things we were who was who was interested in Lions football? Who was interested in the CFL? Who was who was passionate about keeping the Lions in in uh, BC, and who had the resources to do it? Clearly, Amar was was one of those and a top choice. And I'm so glad that that it was him, and he's doing an excellent job out there between him and Dwayne. Yeah, it's awesome. That's fantastic to see. And the fact that that turned out so well gives me confidence as you're a part of this process too. So that uh, that definitely makes it feel better. Now, let's switch for a minute to on the field. Um, like you said, we're seeing some progress. I mean, as you come in, you've got Chris Jones here on the football ops side. That's got to make it a little bit of an easier transition. He, he knows what he's doing. Um, the football ops cap though, and you, you mentioned that a little bit before, um, has kind of made it, at least for me, made it feel like the Elks were a bit behind the eight ball um, as we kind of waited for a few things to clear. When you came on, there was a lot of conversation about you, you know, you know all the Board of Governors, you've been part of this for a long time. Um, what what are your thoughts on that cap? I mean, you've been kind of on both sides of it now. I believe in the cap. I think it's a way um, to... Uh, Let's face it, football guys will spend any amount of money they're given. <laughs> That's you know, very true. You know that. Yeah. 
that that's in their DNA, and I understand that because it's their job that's on the line all the time. Uh, so we we had varying. I've been through a lot of teams going out of business and teams running out of money, and and so I I I was a supporter of the cap and believe in the cap. Now experiencing it from the Elks point of view, it is it sort of penalizes those that have made big mistakes. Yes, to, to the yes. extent that it shouldn't. Anyways, that's all behind us now. The uh, at the end of this month, the Elks are clear of of any uh, penalties or, or carrying forward any salaries. We're absolutely clear, and uh, we're on to the process of football operations, coaches, um, everybody in the locker room, personnel uh, are all part of the cap now, and and uh, we're a player in personnel, and we're player and coaches and we uh it doesn't mean that we'll spend all the money uh we never spend all the money in bc either so uh but we're not going to be penalized anymore that that's great to hear <laughs> I, I wasn't sure where that was actually at so that's really great to hear um absolutely um so as again i alluded to again looking at things behind us and everything <laughs> else uh we're a huge fan of the team not only what's played on the field, but also souvenirs and things like that. Has there ever been any consideration, especially after your time in BC, of creating a space that's like a team museum or display, or maybe even pairing with other teams in town to create like an Edmonton Sports Hall of Fame museum? Um, well, there's, yeah, through my years, there's been all kinds of talk about an Edmonton Sports Hall, mm -hmm. Hall of Fame or museum. It's just never got off the ground. I think now seeing the background to your place, I'm just going to send everybody to your house. <laughs> Lots I've, of people I've heard like that before. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can certainly, it can be moved anywhere. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's, I, I don't know if you know this, but Mike's, uh, he happily put in his resume as a curator. He's happy That's to do right. these things. Yeah. It's very, very, very exciting for him. Um, I, I know we, we talked a little bit beforehand, uh, but do you, do you get a break this off season at all or with everything that's going on? Is it just full steam? Yeah, it is right now. We're, uh, we, we just, we actually had a board meeting today and presented our budget and our business plan. So that's moved along. We, uh, we have, uh, CFL winter meetings, uh, first week of January. Uh, so there'll be a Christmas break, but a rather short one. And, and, uh, then we're out, we're, we're planning, our uh hopefully the, the schedule will be out shortly and uh we will be working along at what our game day themes are uh what plans we have in the stadium trying to book reasonable travel to the away games there's, there's just lots to do in the off season on the business side and then we'll uh football ops i think have the challenge of of uh signing some of our players where the contracts are up and then we'll have free agency and then the evaluation camps and the draft and then we're into start a training camp. So it, it goes pretty quickly once you uh, hit the uh, month of January. Yeah, no kidding. Now I, I now you said the schedule will be out soon. Is that like real soon? 2023 <laughs> soon? Yeah, like <laughs> soon. Soon. Okay. Yeah, I kind of figured you'd only say that, but you know, it's worth a shot. Uh, Mike, is there any uh, fan questions there that we want to uh, bring to Rick? 
Uh, let's see what we got here. We got a couple in here from uh, Supermom, a uh, woman after my own heart. Uh, <laughs> will, um, for the 75th season, will things like programs and other tangible souvenirs be brought back? Pocket schedules, stickers, that kind of thing. Well, some promotional items, but uh, the programs are gone with the dodo bird. Like, there's there's no more programs in sports. I think there's there's so much information online, and they uh, just it's changed. Everything's changing to digital, so that's the way we're headed on on the digital side. Uh, but we will be coming with some promotions and some things, I think, in our celebration of our 75th year. That's going to be exciting. Yes. Again, obviously, again, we have some of these these uh, loves for these programs or pocket schedule, media guides, anything that was something you can hold and look back on. So any sort of promotional stuff is going to be great to see. Um, you can go online and look at the media guide. Now. <laughs> that's true. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> So Ken wants to know what can Rick tell us anything about how the search for the new president is going? I think you touched on that for sure. Yeah, it's not right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. We've we've just decided until we settle of what the process is going to be. My original deal was uh, till the end of this year, and uh, Jones agreed that I can keep going for a bit, um, <laughs> and so at the the board with the board that. I'm going to stick around and, until we get this process done. And it, it depends, quite frankly, of who, what the structure of the ownership is, because it might be somebody wants their own president or wants the input right. into it. So um, it just felt to all, to all of us that while originally it was all guns a-blazing that we go into a search, but when you really sat back and thought about it, it didn't make any sense until we know what the future holds. Yeah, that, for sure. That that that's totally fair. And do you, I, I I don't know if a lot of people know this, but in BC you had Amar come in, but then you stayed for a bit when Dwayne was there to kind of you know um, uh, mentor uh, through that first little bit. Um, I, I hope that that's uh, that you're able to do that in this situation too. But I don't know if you'd even be open to that. Well, it just depends what the structure is, what it's going to be. Well, I'm one that just takes it a day at a time somewhat. <laughs> so my, uh, my deal is very flexible until we find out what we're going to do, and then then we'll see what happens. And But clearly, at, at some point, the club needs a, a president, and the uh, there'll be, I think, some great candidates, but uh, that'll be for... 24 not 23. yeah I, I agree it makes sense there's no point in having someone just get hired as president uh that's looking for a long-term deal and then having a new owner that comes in that maybe says yeah sir i already have someone in mind yeah, yeah totally makes sense but i think with Dwayne, it worked very well we'd worked together before at the right. eskimos yeah and uh the uh he was able to come on august 1st and i stayed till the end of the year so it uh it worked very well and we'll see what happens here absolutely Fantastic. Uh, a few people talking chris agar says he'd love to have a season ticket holder card ticket uh so instead of paper tickets it was just a card that you flashed i uh, see for him it was more efficient and convenient than mobile e-tickets um yeah you never know 
Uh, I, I certainly see paper tickets getting printed at the team office. So for people that, I mean, my dad would never go to a, a game with a <laughs> e-ticket. He's just gotten into e into on phone banking as let alone online banking. So um, <laughs> certainly been helpful for sure. Um, and Cliffy uh, from the Montreal Alouettes Flight Deck podcast says that Rick is twisting the knife in both my and Tim Capper's hearts with that digital talk. <laughs> Because you guys are all paper, yeah. love it. Yeah, we're old. We're old though, so you know, that's right. You just um, have to. Uh, the, John and I were at a dinner once, and we're talking to some other people about digital and what was happening. And at, at that point, we just made a decision that we were going to be able to uh, communicate with our grandkids, no matter what the technology went to. So that's what we've lived by the last ten years of being able to connect with grandkids and they can yep. bring you a long ways on the technology side. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> They're your little IT department. Um, yep. How many um, how many grandkids do you have now, Rick? Eight. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you definitely need a way to communicate with all of them. I can That's see a whole that. IT department right there. That's, yeah, exactly. They can help you out for completely. Um, all right, let's get to a couple of rapid fire questions sure. here, Rick, and then we'll let you uh, escape so that uh, we're not holding you here forever. Um, these are more just a little bit about you and your uh, and your you know connection to the team and things. But uh, but we'll start with an easy one. What's your favorite meal? Pasta. Had a boy. There you nice. Go. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what would be your first football memory that you can remember? Trying to jump the fence at the knothole gang to get into the regular stadium. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that for Clark. Uh, so what do you do when you're not doing football things? Uh, we, we like to travel. It's sort of this gig's cut into the travel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but we do enjoy traveling, and, and we used to have a place down south, but we found that we'd rather travel than have to go down. Mm. Years. So we, we've done some great trips and, you know, I know for a lot of people, the joke was that every time I retire, I have to promise Joan another trip. So <laughs> she's in the research mode of what the next trip will be now. Outstanding. <laughs> yeah, that's good for her. Um, now we've heard rumors, New Jersey coming in the new season. Rumors. Yeah. Where'd you hear that? Oh, there I, uh, you played that really well. I thought it might sneak <laughs> it by you, but nah. All right. Come on now. We want those gold numbers back. Um, okay. Easy one. Cookies or chips? Chips. Excellent. Savory, man. I appreciate Excellent. that. Uh, I do have another one I'm going to throw in here, Mike. Um, what was it like being lifted by the cheer team at the Spirit of Edmonton Breakfast? Well, they, they told me <laughs> just stay straight and don't bend, and it was... It was kind of, I, I just wasn't sure what was going to happen. And then I had to bend down to get the sluice juice. So yeah. I did it. I got it. <laughs> it's amazing what you can do when sluice juice is on the line. <laughs> All of us find a way. Yeah. yeah. So what would be your favorite Edmonton Eskimos or Elks moment? Like going back to your fandom through your time with the team on the board, everything. Hmm. There's been a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that 05 Grey Cup where, where we 
I don't know if you remember the last game of the year we had to win in Calgary to host the playoff game, and we yeah. got just kicked on. That's when I started smoking yeah. again on the way back. <laughs> yeah. Then we went back to, but I quit after that again. But my, yeah. then we went back to Calgary the following week, and we won, and then went out to BC, and they had by far the best team. And the we won, and then went back again, the uh, Grey Cup, and won in. Uh, well, Danny thought we won it twice, so <laughs> yeah. That, that game. So, um, yeah, that was uh, that's a pretty fond memory. Uh, pretty there's special. clearly lots of them. Of uh, I've been fortunate to to uh, be on three three years of Grey Cup winners, and um, it's of course a lot more fun when you win. Let's hope for one more. That's right. Yeah. Now. Now's the time you're here anyway. Might as well do that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, um, and kind of a similar question, but we we always ask when we have people who have been on the team or around the team for a very long time, uh, such as yourself. Um, what what does the double E way mean to you? That uh, the um, you do things professionally. You do it first class. And you carry yourself with pride in the community. Great answer. Great answer. And it's funny how many people have slightly different variations, but it always comes back to being big in the community and big on the field. And and uh, you, you've been both for uh, the, the team. Uh, we can't thank you enough for all of the things that you have done, the things that you're working on now. Um, and thank you for spending so much time with us. We really appreciate it. Um, is there if if he like do you actually do social media do people follow you or things like that or not really well a few follow me but i don't do anything that's okay that's yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I read some of it but uh the i i don't do any social media as such that uh i leave that up to our younger generation that that's fair enough well you've uh we're, we thank you again for coming in to help to uh, steady the ship and uh, and and help uh, with the board with this very, uh, of course, important decision that's coming. Um, but uh, I appreciate your time tonight. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we will be right back uh, with uh, some more information right after this short break. This is Dean Faithful, and you're listening to the Turf District Podcast. And we are back. Oh, now now you're like really zoomed in, super fan. I need to fix. Am I? It. <laughs> I'll fix it. Don't worry. Uh, wow. <laughs> well, that's a whole lot of mic. That's uh, <laughs> that's gonna be the title. That should be the title of the podcast. If it was never have too much. Here. Nope. Nope. Can't never have enough mic. That's I've, I don't know how many times I've said that. Yeah. Well. Well. Never too much. Well, yeah. I, guess I see that now. <laughs> right. Look at this. There. Now it's lovely. Giant head. Ah, that was amazing. Um, yeah. I'm so glad that he uh, was able to give us uh, that much time and, and help us out. Um, although, you know, he didn't, you know, give us all the, uh, um, you know, all of my favorite answers that I wanted. Come on. <laughs> well, tell me, me either. I tell mean, me when come the on. schedule's coming. Tell me when the, when's the New Jersey? Come on. Bring now. back programs and pocket <laughs> schedules and well, back in my day. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're Kane or what's going on? Yeah. I need paper. I'm old. Mm -hmm. 
Ironically, uh, I, I work in digital, but still. Yeah, I, I just found out uh, this uh, this week that um, I need readers, so I'm not really sure if I like paper anymore. <laughs> oh, wow. <well, laughs> on on a digital, I can zoom it in. It makes it a lot easier That's to true. read. It's amazing. Yeah, this is getting old thing sucks. I don't I don't get it. Well, it beats the alternative, right? So that that is true. That is true. Um, uh, well, uh, I'll throw a little plug in here right now because uh, Rick reminded me to remind everybody to please renew your season tickets yes. now. Uh, they are doing draws uh, near the end of this week, and there's some big prizes in there's there. Metallica tickets, um, some jerseys, a, a Ford jersey, and who's the other one again? Uh, shoot there's another jersey in there that but there's yeah there's some big prizes coming so renew your yeah. season seats um if you didn't already just to get the pink code so that you could get tickets to pink renew them anyway come on now now's the time it would make a great christmas gift just saying sure would yeah and soonish we'll know what the schedule is which could also be helpful for christmas because you want to plan those cfl trips it's true it's true. Uh, you ready for some horde and tell there, super fan? I, 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 see, I, I feel like you have a few things to show us here. Um, I got a few. All right. Here we go. It is all set up for you here. And uh, now, oh, I should, let me put the horde and tell on. I wish I, I need a song. Like, there, horde and tell time. We'll, we'll get you a kazoo. It'll be fantastic. Beautiful. I am so excited. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I've had a few things. It's been a couple of weeks since our last episode. And it sure has. There's been a few things I've been waiting to bring in, and they all kind of came in at the same time. So, um, first thing up, it's a little smaller, but uh, I think pretty cool. It's it's fairly delicate, but let's just see if we can uh, see this here. There's this. Oh, my. This is a 1961 program this is the first year of what they call the partial interlocking schedule so the first time the western teams and the eastern teams played each other during the regular season this was from the toronto game and it was signed by the entire 1961 team including the coaches some wow. absolutely incredible names back then uh jackie parker was on the team uh johnny bright roly miles still on the team don getty uh there's a bunch of names uh tommy joe coffee who are still on no tommy joe wouldn't have been there um 61 he was missing but um yeah absolutely phenomenal this one's getting framed and thrown up on the wall it's my second program that i've got that's signed by uh, members of the team and it's just one of those things that displays incredibly well that one's awesome really, really uh, okay cool. and then i think you've got a picture there i do do you want me to throw the picture up now yeah, or do you want to wait? all right so um so they are making a a uh, little short documentary on Normie Kwong and specifically recreating the 1955 Grey Cup. And as you can see in the picture, there's a lovely picture of Johnny Bright uh, wearing that uniform. That's from 58, but there's more or less 54 to 58. They wore the same uniforms. So um, luckily those enough, pants. those pants are like almost Jerry Cowrick. Like they're I know. close. They're those close. are lovely though, aren't oh, they? Oh, aren't they? Yeah. Um, exactly. So and they finished filming the documentary and now they're like well what do we do with all the stuff that people were wearing in there so you could maybe get a helmet that looks just like this oh so my. this is a screen worn helmet um this is the same style it was made by uh, someone at a company called helmet hut it is a full suspension helmet on the inside um you know 
made out of plastic, so I wouldn't recommend wearing this into battle or anything, but it's going to display absolutely gorgeous. The attention to detail is absolutely phenomenal. And to go with that, uh, just so you can sort of compare and contrast what the size differences were back then. Holy man. <laughs> can we see the difference there? A little more padding in the new one. A little like. more padding on the inside. Yeah. Uh, this I also picked up. This is Stephen Dunbar's Game Worn Helmet from nice. the 2023 season. Um, but to go with this, because the helmet's great, but I like to collect a few other things, and it'll look really nice, is this jersey. So, oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Love it. This was worn by the actor portraying Johnny Bright in the short film. So this is, again, screen-worn. Um, again, the attention to detail is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, I'm trying to do this where you can sort of see some of the stitching in there. Oh, wow. Um, and it just looks and feels very similar to how it would have been in 1955. The people that are making uh, the film are still selling helmets and jerseys from the film. So if anyone is interested, let me know and we can put you in contact. The pricing they're selling it for is incredibly cheap compared to what uh, most screen-worn items are, let alone any sort of um, CFL or Edmonton collectible. Uh, there's both Edmonton and Montreal helmets and jerseys available. Wow. They are running low on the jerseys. I think they have a bunch of helmets left. Um, there's also a combination price if you want both a jersey and a helmet. Ooh. And so just uh, I'll uh, after the show, I'll, I'll put a link out there if people that want to get... Uh, information about this or maybe want to grab something let me know we will uh, put you in contact with them and maybe you can have something like that in, in your fan cave that's that's really cool so did you get to pick your number then like you did, I did. You, you oh of course you did yeah 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 so i'm assuming like the big ones are probably gone by now so right? like, the normie kwong went to normie's family so they were there so for part of the shoot yeah. um uh, the person who was the producer uh what kept the number 91 the jack oh, parker one yeah okay. um and when they have the film they're not showing all of the team they're just showing special scenes and it's all sort of close up so you okay. may only have like three linemen a couple of uh halfbacks and a quarterback kind of thing okay. right so okay. um so you're not going to have like 30 jerseys and uh, 30 helmets or anything, but there right. are a bunch of extra helmets they made um, just for in case there was a problem for sizing and things like that. So I think there was a limited amount, maybe six or eight jerseys mm, okay. um, for each team. Uh, but there's, I think, 10, 12, 15 helmets. So oh, wow. uh, still nice. a lot out there. So if anyone wants something like that, we'll get them out to you. Oh man, that's uh, that's super cool. And now I get why you sent me the picture. That's yes, <laughs> yes. Said so I got one more thing that came in. We're gonna save that for January. Um, okay. Another fun thing for my collection that just arrived today. Uh, Ooh, so okay. yeah, hasn't wow. even unwrapped yet. Whoa! So that's that's the little teaser for season ten. That's episodes. right, season ten. I hope this is a good way to kick off season ten. I think it's something I've been waiting for for well over a decade. So this works out well. Oh, that's uh, well, that's perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so you were waiting for it just before the podcast started. Yeah, last one I saw these sell was 2010. Oh wow. Okay, so a little little ways back. Yeah, yeah. that's that's cool. That's awesome. Well, um, all right. Well, thank you for that. We now we do have a couple of roster moves to we chat do. about. Um, Nothing too enormous, uh, but uh, fresh off the uh, Vanier Cup win, uh, we signed uh, defensive back Bruno 
Bruno Legacy, I'm guessing is how you say yep. it. Um, and uh, he was a draft pick, I believe, from last year. Right. Correct. Uh, re-signed, bringing back the number 27, one Tanner Green. Yeah. Always excited when Tanner is coming back uh, because we need to keep the 27 alive. That's And it, you really noticed it on specials when he was not on the field. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, even, even some of the running plays, right? Because he's he just clears paths. Big dude. Love it. Um, linebacker Josiah Shackle is going to be back. Uh, wide receiver Danny Davis the third. You can never have too many, you know, good juniors, thirds, fourths, fifths. Right. Oh, we're coming up to another one. Uh, wide receiver Germanic Smith. Yes. Uh, defensive lineman Sam Apchimpong re-signs with the team, yes. uh, which I, I he came over in that trade from Toronto last year. Right. Uh, I feel like that's a, that's a good Canadian balance in the middle there. And, uh, of course, with uh, Jay Min, it's a good spot to rotate. Absolutely. Uh, and, of course, uh, wide receiver Arlen Bruce, the fourth. Uh, yeah. when, when you texted me, Mike, to say, I never thought I'd see the day where the Elks signed Arlen Bruce. I was like, what? I thought, <laughs> oh, is he coming on to coach or what's going on? And then I, oh, the force. Yeah, it's terrifying that um, when the first time Rick retired, Arlen Bruce III was still playing uh, in the CFL. <laughs> so his son is now joining the team. His son was born in 2002. Ow. So in case I didn't feel old enough already, right? we have mm -hmm. a, another, the definitely the youngest person on the team. Without Tell question. us some more about them pocket schedules. Exactly. <laughs> or as Cliffy D said, we, you and I make, make sure we stay off each other's lawn. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Look, you young whippersnapper. There's enough of that. I would yeah. have gotten away with it weren't for the meddling kids. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, a few a few signings. Obviously, nothing too um, earth shattering, anything like that. But no, we're. I think they want to save it. They talked about saving a lot of it for the new year. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it never hurts to put some of these out here pre Christmas so that we can get people renewing those. Correct season tickets, or even buying. You know, they'll be buying packs soon enough, but. Yeah, but so. uh, you want your seats, especially if there's only going to be thirty-one thousand. You want to make sure you're going. Get yep. your seasons. Get your seasons now. Be uh, be part of it, and then uh, of course be part of the tailgating before every game because you want to do that too. You do. And speaking of, did you know that we have a tailgate coming up next Sunday? I did know that. Yes, a holiday tailgate. We will be in our regular tailgating spots now. A little different than a regular tailgate in the fact yeah. that we can't uh, cook or... Uh, there'll be less you know, brisket. Yeah, there'll be less Damn it. I know. That's not fair. I was so excited for that. Um, although I, you know, I didn't really want you to make another one because I feel so real bad about the stove. <laughs> so I don't. Hey, it finally got fixed. So did Ooh, it? Oh, yeah. yay! Look at that. That's that's exciting. Um, still, but it was really good. That's why I'm going to keep telling you. It was amazing. It well, was thank you. So tasty. Uh, so yes, happy tailgate, a holiday tailgate uh, this Sunday from three until five o'clock, and uh, we will. We know there'll be some uh, cupcakes, maybe yes, some of the uh, boozy will. variety. Uh, there will be likely some other baked goods. Uh, bring your own. 
baked goods as well and we can share and uh yeah we, we can't cook but we're gonna hang around and talk football and have some fun with our football family before uh, exactly the holiday season so and don't forget janelle is not bringing them home yeah that, <laughs> so. you better say that again i don't know if she if she doesn't say it twice it doesn't seem quite right i know she's in the chat she can say it too Oh, perfect. Okay, excellent. Um, I love that uh, Cliffy just said, less brisket cancels travel plans. <laughs> uh, Janelle says, many cupcakes. Excellent. That would be wonderful. Uh, it sounds like we're going to have a, a fun little crew there. So uh, yes. make sure you come in and join us for some fun out at the tailgate. Uh, super fan, anything else that uh, we needed to cover right now? I, I don't think there is uh, too much as far as news is concerned at the moment. We're just kind of waiting to see what happens as the committee meets more. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that's been released other than some of those signings. It's usually fairly quiet between Christmas and uh, and Grey Cup, uh, our other Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but I am hoping for that schedule to come out, especially pre- you know, January 1, because January 2nd is when a lot of people are allowed to book their vacations. Correct. And uh, we'd like to start booking our vacations when we know there's no football on. Uh, so we're not missing any home games, right? So Correct. Yes. Or, and you know, book some flights out. To... It, it is my goal this year. I'm getting to, I have three stadiums left to see. I don't think I'll get to all three this year, although that would be amazing. That would but be amazing. I do want to try to get at least to two of them if I can. So, and they did yeah. say that next, this year it is every team plays every team home and away. Correct. Balance. We schedule. are back to it again. Thank goodness. So. so that would be, that'd be amazing. There you go. Janelle in the chat. I'm not taking them home. It's wonderful. There it is. <laughs> Feels so much like the right thing now. So that's good. Um, uh, well, we will do some more chatting in overtime anyway, yep. but, uh, as usual, we do want to remind everybody to uh, follow our good friends at pay it forward with football because they are doing lots of things to spread kindness. And that's yes. what we need more of in this world. And, uh, hopefully they'll be able to join us for some holiday tailgating because we love to see the Eberts's and, uh, and, you know, spread more, pay it forward as much as we can. Super fan. Where does everybody find you? Ah, they can find me at 56 Parkies on most every socials. And then they can find the history and horde segments at the Edmonton football history accounts at EDM H I S T O R W E. Wonderful. And of course you can find the commissioner at Duchess Lombardi. Unfortunately, she did not have a voice, so was not able to join us this evening. Uh, but uh, she will be back is the, in. She the could have just given us a look that says so much. That it, I mean, really, it is a video podcast now. So right. It's made for Kayla. Don't you think? It's true. That's right. Yeah, that's why we did it. Uh, follow you can follow me at Free Delicious, the show at the Turf District on all of your different socials, uh, except of course Blue Sky, which it's Turf District Pod. One day I'll change it. I don't know. I just don't feel like it quite yet. It's kind of fun to say that I screwed it up every time. Um, so <laughs> join us for some holiday tailgate. Uh, of course, if you're on YouTube live, stick around uh, for overtime. Uh, we're going to open up some more fan discussion, uh, a little more stuff on uh, what Rick had to say. Um, otherwise, uh, I guess thank you again for your support through season nine. Uh, it has been uh, another wild ride, but getting together with all of you on a Tuesday night makes it uh, all that much better. So thank you for joining us, Mike. Thank you for all of your help this year. And, and thank you for everything you do. 
wow hey this is what uh this this is what makes this is gives us our friend time to chat That's football true. and uh i love it so um uh but you you guys are 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 an integral part to the show and i i really appreciate that we get to do this together so uh but thank you to all of you for listening uh, we will be back in the new year with more shows. We've got a few uh, fun ideas as we get mm -hmm. into season 10 of the podcast. Perfect timing, eh? Season 10 of the podcast, season 75 of the team. It's like it's a big year. It is a big year. I, I, there's no other way to celebrate that than to win the cup, I think. I think that's the best way to go. Lovely. I like how we're like how we're getting this all set yeah. up. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas from all of us. Happy New Year. Uh, we will see you in the new year uh, again. Don't forget, renew your season tickets. Do it now. Be part of the fun. Come down to the tailgate. Win those prizes. Absolutely. Yeah. And come and talk to Rick. He's amazing to talk to. It's true. Get your tickets now. Uh, so for, for one last time in 2023, for Commissioner Kayla and Superfan Mike, I'm Andrew. Remember, we can't catch footballs with your face, and we will absolutely talk to you in the new year.